Hi, and welcome back to the Pleasing God podcast, a weekly show focused on helping Christians to think biblically, engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soul, And once again, my wife, Caitlin, is joined here. Hi, good to be back. <laughs> and we're talking again about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this virtue for this week is faithfulness. Yes. So, you want to read that for us? Sure. Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Awesome. And before we talk about faithfulness, I kind of want to hear from you in, you know, as we've gone through this study uh, in our own, you know, personal readings and uh, just thinking about recording some of these conversations How has kind of dialing in on the fruit of the Spirit uh, made an impact in your life? Well, first and foremost, it's been very convicting. Um, It's challenged me to look into my life and see which of these virtues I need to be working on more and praying through more. Uh, But it's also been encouraging, and it's been, I think, an uplifting conversation to have and yeah, I would I would say it's been challenging and it's been super encouraging. What about for you? Yeah, I I would say the same. Often we read these as the cluster that they are, but taking the time and breaking them apart and focusing, you know, on this one particular virtue has been really I would say challenging mm-hmm. because it tends to be that some of the ones that maybe my disposition is inclined to are more prominent in my life. Mm-hmm. And the areas where uh, I'm weak, it, you know, just kind of gets made up for with other ones. And so uh, it's been exposing to, to my own heart and convicting and encouraging. And from from feedback that we've gotten from listeners, too, it's been just really kind and and good and uplifting to hear how just talking through some of these virtues has made an impact on their lives, too. So... Again, that's that's what we're doing. You know, that's why we, we want to have these conversations um, as a blessing to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, and now, faithfulness. Yeah, faithfulness. When we think about faithfulness, we need to kind of have a working definition here. And thinking of this term, my mind is thinking about commitment, uh, loyalty, obedience, mm-hmm. uh, steadfastness, immovable. Unshakable. mm all the things that God is mm-hmm. and that we aspire and desire to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we think about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, they're all co-equal of the same essence. And so it's not that one has more or less. These are the attributes of God. This is the fruit of God. This is the fruit of the Son. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And so... Uh, we we can look throughout all the scriptures and see the example that the Lord God, you know, whether it be you know the Father or or the Son or the Spirit, has laid down and demonstrated what that faithfulness looks like in His own actions, but also manifested through through the actions of His people, mm-hmm. which is just something so important that we can look to. So when we think about faithfulness par excellence, really, the the standard of faithfulness in God. Oh, man. I mean, if we were to take the time and walk through that, 
that would take us forever, mm, yeah. right? Because actually you can't exhaust that. Um, and if we were to just look at what's been revealed in Scripture, God is faithful in every page of the Bible. Absolutely. There's not a page that you turn and you wonder, is God going to be faithful here? Mm-hmm. You get that by the time... I mean, he's faithful in just the days of creation. He's consistent. He's steadfast. He's and he's making and creating out of nothing, ex nihilio. And and then even in Adam's disobedience, sins in the garden, right? Eats the fruit. God is faithful. God is faithful in his promises. You will surely die, but God is also faithful to provide a sin covering for them and a sacrifice. He clothes them. There's the first sign of God making provision for sinners. Then God gives a promise in Genesis 3.15 that he is faithful to see come to fruition in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And so the whole Bible is, is, is just telling this story of the faithfulness of God. We just keep on going. Look at Noah. It's never rained on the earth. God says, we're going to open up the fountains of the deep and the rain's going to come down. And Noah's like, what is this? I don't know. But you know what? God told me to build a boat. He's a preacher. He's not a shipbuilder. Mm-hmm. For so, years and years and years, he built that boat. 120 <laughs> years. He's out there just clocking away. God gave him the dimensions and he builds this box in a yeah. desert. Mm-hmm. Everyone around him thinks he's nuts. And then when a few drops of rain start coming down, kind of a different story. Mm. Noah is faithful. And I guarantee he's a preacher of righteousness. That's what Peter tells us. He invited all people to the ark and all who are willing came and God shuts them in. There's a picture of Christ. Christ is the ark that by which they've been shut in, closed in, safe from the wrath of God outside, protected. And the ark is just a type pointing us to Jesus. And, and just all the way through, Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, lives in Ur of the Chaldeans. He's a moon worshiper. And God says, Abram, Go from the land of your fathers into a place that I'm, I'm going to give you. That's all he said. And Abraham went. He didn't know where he was sojourning to. He went. It's faithfulness. He, he obediently trusted God. But God makes a promise to Abraham. Abraham's faithful and God demonstrates his faithfulness in that what he tells Abraham he's going to do. Here's this promise of land. He promises him that in his offspring all the families of the earth will be blessed. Paul recognizes offspring is singular, mm. and he makes that a point that that is pointing to the seed of the woman, which is the incarnate son of God, born of the Virgin Mary. And all the way through, you see the faithfulness of people at times, you see the unfaithfulness of people, but the constant is God is faithful. Mm-hmm. And that just goes all the way through. Even as you're just talking about God in creation. He created this earth, and he is still sustaining creation. He's still giving food to the birds. He's still allowing fish to swim in the waters and birds to fly in the air. And he still clothes us, and he still provides for us. As he did in creation, he is still doing on the earth for all people, uh, which is God's common grace, that reminds me of Hebrews chapter 1, which is of all the books of the Bible. I mean, Genesis 1, mm-hmm. John 1, and Hebrews 1 are like my top favorite. If Hebrews is a sermon, nails it on the hook. Mm-hmm. And so 
We read long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. And you're talking about creation. Through whom also he created the world. He's the divine word, John 1. In the beginning was the word. And that just takes us all the way back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God said, spoke the word, and it happened. But when we think about Christ, he is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. And he, here we go, upholds the universe by the word of his power. The father is faithful. The son is faithful. Mm -hmm. And the spirit is faithful. And the fruit of the Spirit is given to us Mm. so that we can live lives of faithfulness. And so we've kind of mixed it up a little bit talking about faithfulness of God, faithfulness in his people. You can go and bring up many times where there's the unfaithfulness of his people. But kind of practically speaking, what does faithfulness look like in the Christian who's been given this virtue to exercise? Well, if you break the word apart, quite literally, it's someone full of faith. We know faith is uh, described in Hebrews 11 as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, It's someone who lives in obedience to God, not being able to see God's plan, Mm. but trusting in God and trusting that he is going to provide all of our needs and he is going to provide all things that are good for us. And it's someone quite literally living by faith, someone who is full of it, commitment, obedience, trust, loyalty to God. Yeah, so I think that maybe if we were to look at the other side of the coin or, or, or from, the, from the negative side, then when I'm fearful, when I have anxiety, when I worry, when uncertainty when i watch too much news whatever mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yes. like i'm filling myself not with faith building things but ways that might take away from that and so if if full of faith practically speaking we need to be thinking about ways that we could fill ourselves with faith right so so you know think take bible intake prayer fellowship with the saints meditating on 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 god mm. those are just some aspects but then exercising that yeah faithfulness i think the the commitment to faithfulness comes a lot of times when life is mundane when mm. we're kind of in a rut when we're kind of in status quo or feeling weary even that's when faithfulness comes into play not the only time it comes into play but i think it's when you kind of enjoy something it's kind of easy to be faithful in it just having that day in day out commitment to the lord to obeying his commands it is a daily commitment that we have to renew often uh it's easy to feel weary uh with commitment sometimes and so just having that solid obedience i'm going to do this and it's not by anything of our own strength. It is the Holy Spirit, the working of the Holy Spirit. But as I was talking to my daughter the other night, our daughter uh, was struggling with, I just can't do this. I just can't obey. I can't. It's too hard, she was saying. And I was just reminding her that God wants to continue to grow these traits, 
these virtues in us. And if we're calling unto him and we're praying to him and asking him to strengthen these things in us, he delights in doing that. And he is faithful to do that. If we seek, we will find. Mm. And that is because he is opening that door to us. And so we need to be relying on the Lord, depending on him and obeying his commands. Yeah, I think that's so good. And if I was a part of that conversation, saying this is too hard, I'd say, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, I told her. Of course, it's too hard. We're not supposed to be able to do it in our own strength. Right. It's, it's to show us that we need a savior. Yes. We need a substitute, and we need we need God. Yeah. When you're thinking about that commitment in the mundane and you, the word status quo, it always just like it's like nails on the chalkboard to me. Like mm-hmm. I just. Status quo causes me to get in that rut and like there's no stimulation uh, and uh, but sometimes you got to roll with it which I'm learning but I think about faithfulness and we can apply this in so many ways but yes. applied to marriage 10 years ago made a commitment made a a solemn vow a covenant with you before God it was a three-way covenant right mm-hmm. To be faithful in, you know, in sickness and in health, and you know, richer, poorer, and heavier and thinner, and <laughs> well, no, whatever it means in, in old age and whatever yeah. it was, um, but that was a settled, decided. I mean, we were like in the midst of infatuation, mm-hmm. it was, but nonetheless, it was a conscious decision made, and so it's not that I wake up five years later and thinking. Am I going to be faithful today? I need to carry out what I already said I was going to do. You still got to work. Absolutely. you know. It's actually hard work. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you decide a long time before. And that's what you need to do when we think about faithfulness is, is preparing yourself beforehand so that when you meet that adversity, that faithfulness will triumph. Because you've been filling yourself with, with faith, you've been strength, you've been working, you've been developing, so that when, when adversity hits, when we had four kids under the age of four, and four and under, four, four, and, four, under, four and under, when we yeah. had four, four and under, um, going to church, getting to church was very difficult. <laughs> uh, we even lived on the property. We lived on the church property. We walked to the church building and it still was so hard and there were so many Sunday mornings you probably had already headed off to the church where I in my own mind was fighting that mental I don't want to go I this is so hard to get out the door it's just it's so stressful it's a lot of work but I would I would tell myself you're being faithful you're being faithful. And even if that was the only thing I was hanging on to, <laughs> getting to church and there'd be people uh, coming up to me, how you doing this morning? Like happy to see us and happy to see me. And I'd say, well, really stressful this morning, but I'm being faithful. And really, I had to tell myself that you are being faithful. You have committed to worshiping the Lord, at setting apart his day on, on the Sabbath and you're going to go to church <laughs> and really hanging by a thread, but you're doing it. And really, those were the mornings where I felt um, so blessed and encouraged by the Lord's people or his word being preached or sung even. 
and that gets back to what I was saying as well, that you decide long before the day Absolutely. whether or not, you know, the decision to go to church on Sunday is not made on Sunday morning. It shouldn't be made on Sunday morning. Well, if, it's, if, if that decision is being made Sunday morning to Sunday morning, you are going to be inconsistent. Because because then it's not based upon necessarily faithfulness, it's feelings. And sometimes I feel like being faithful. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Whatever it might be. I'm not talking about church. You know, you know whoa. Sometimes pastors, <laughs> you don't even feel like it. Yeah. Um, that's just real talk. Nonetheless, it's not do I feel like it. Mm-hmm. It's being faithful. I think that's another point to be made about faithfulness and faith. There's work involved. And I, I heard it said a long time ago that we need to be putting feet to our faith. And I think that's what faithfulness is, actively obeying, actively pursuing, actively being intentional, and trusting in the Lord that he will do his will as we are actively moving, as we are moving forward in faith. God will be faithful to produce good works, to produce the fruit, to produce the outcomes that he desires, um, and we are being faithful in our actions. So by way of church, let's, let's qualify this a little bit. What we are not saying is that Christians should be faithful to do everything at church. Okay. Oh, that, that sounds controversial. <laughs> but what we are saying is that the things that you are committed to, be faithful to those things. Yes. Yeah. You could. We could turn faithfulness into bondage. Yes. And oh, I got to be faithful. I got to do this. Oh, the doors are open. I got to be I, involved in every ministry. Involved in all the things. Yeah. You will faithfully burn out. Absolutely. And so, no, we, you need to know yourself. You need to know your capacity. Uh, and that varies from time to time, seasons of life. But the things that we do do, that's where we want to exemplify faithfulness. Mm-hmm. But if it's your marriage, if it's your work, if it's your friendships, if it's your church membership, uh, commitments, um, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you want to do the maximum. You don't want to be a minimalist. You want to be faithful and demonstrating that through presence, whatever it might be, uh, being there, showing up for the things that, you know, Mm -hmm. you are committed to. Um, But, you know, we also understand that balance. And I think we did an episode on balance in the Christian life. So I refer back to that one. Whatever you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. And so understanding what that is, for example, if I was to take part in, you know, all the weeknight ministries, I would have to say no to baseball games. I'd have to say no to family time. I would have to say no to many other things. And so... I'm borderline maybe not being faithful to my family. Mm-hmm. I never married my ministry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, that's just important to understand too. Yeah. And so just thinking about we want to be all present wherever we are in the things that we are committed to doing. And what that does is it's not you know to get a pat on the back, but we are just seeking to live the Christian life. Christians are faithful. We have the fruit of the Spirit within us. So I think a a danger can be is when we would allow for unfaithfulness in 
whatever whatever way that is. If it's you're not reliable, your yes does not really mean yes, your commitments are weak, that not only is a bad quality in the person, but claiming to be a Christian, that brings a bad reputation upon Christ and his church as mm-hmm. well. And I think that's where we want to guard mm-hmm. um, that Yes is yes, our no is no, our word matters. I mean, in the Psalms, the Lord God, he has exalted above all things two things, his name and his word. And as Christians, they don't, I tell my children, I've been teaching this, not just my children, the students and you know, in the church, sermons, whatever. There are two things in this life that will never leave you, your name and your word. Wherever you go, you are bringing that with you. Attached to your name and your word is the quality of that. Would that be described as faithful? One of Christian's friends in Pilgrim's Progress, here's the plug. If you've never read Pilgrim's Progress, I don't think it's a requirement for heaven, but <laughs> it is. Pretty it, close. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they asked that on the checklist, right? <laughs> no, but it is, I mean, second to the Bible, uh, greatest book I've ever read and can reread and reread and reread. And I've, I've taught through it. I had a whole Sunday school class, I think a year reading it out loud. And I just love John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. And so there's the plug, read it. If you want to get a modernized English version, that's great. But Christian meets a friend and his name is Faithful. And faithful is a true companion with him all along the way until, well, I don't want to give it away. So read the book and you will find out what happens when Christian and faithful are on their journey to the celestial city to meet the king. Think of the parable of of the talents. What we do with the things that have been given to us, our talents, our gifts, our resources, everything that God has blessed us with, what we do with those talents, with those things that he's blessed us with, with the life that he's given to us, at the end of it all, when we are standing before him, just like the the master in the parable of the talents, is he going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mm. And we don't do it for the glory of man. All that we do in this life is for the Lord And that at the end, when we are standing before him, we can say, we did all for the glory of you and we have done it. I I have done it all for the glory of you. It is not anything that I have done, but all that you've given to me. And will he say, well done, good and faithful servant to me, should be my driving force for how I live this life. Psalm 115.1, not to us, O Lord, not to us. But to your name be the glory for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. Mm -hmm. All that we are, all that we ever will be, all that we have is because God is faithful. And we will enter into that heavenly rest because God is faithful to his promises. And Jesus was faithful, obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And our faithfulness is resting solely in that truth. And I look forward to the day when my faith becomes sight. Mm. 
Well, thanks for joining me again. This is always a pleasure to just sit and talk with you. And uh, I hope it's a blessing to listeners. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out at questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, your sanctification.